to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you can be, you have decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, all that kind of stuff, part of the Libsyn Network. If you are a podcaster, you can find us over there. Find us, friend us, follow us over there. If you are a podcaster, we always follow you back. Um, you can find us um, uh, the the Facebooks at Local Bar Medium. And then I do some stuff on the on the uh, Instagram, uh, the IG, the Gram, as uh, Chad Alexander Online. I have settled on that. I didn't like any of the other stuff. Chad, Chad Alexander Online is about as, as just as, as plain as I can get it, and I'm fine with it. The real Chad Alexander. So that somebody told me to do that, and it is like somebody. Uh, this friend of mine, this guy I know, I used to work with. And he was like, uh, "You you need a name like this. It's it's catchy." And I was like, "It sounds pretentious as hell. I'm ditching it. I'm done with that. As soon as I can change it, I'm changing it." So I did. Chad Alexander online. Just that's the easier way. Um, you can find us uh, at those things. If you if you want to get a message to the show. Shoot us a message through one of those places. We do accept messages, and we will follow back all that kind of stuff that you do. Um, it's been a while since I've done a show, and it feels like that's what I've said the past couple of shows. I um, I, I need to explain why. Um, we've got some great interviews coming up. We we are in a time where it's really difficult to get a hold of people. Um, but what I need to do is quit waiting on those folks and <laughs> just take my list and start moving people forward. My wife gave me even more people I needed to contact last night. She was full of great ideas last night. I'm sitting there writing them on down. I'm like, geez, she's rocking and rolling with the ideas tonight. So we actually have quite a few interviews. I got two interviews tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, and I'm going to be traveling for the real job, too. So uh, things have been a little hairy. Spring breaks, a bunch of stuff like that have been going on. And I, I almost passed on doing this show this week as well. I decided not to, although I'm extremely busy this week. Um, I decided to not skip on this. And here's the thing. I've skipped on this show every year since I started. Because every year I've wanted to do this show, but decided against it. Because, you see, this show is built on positivity and people with interesting stories to share. I'd say that ad nauseum. But I also don't shy away um, from the darkness sometimes because we need to, to find our way out of it. I want to be very blunt with, with, with this audience. Um, and I, I, want to, I want to let you know I'm going to let you in on a little secret, and and there's a couple good reasons why I'm going to do this. The first reason is I've gotten over the past, I'd say two months, I've gotten a lot of emails that have really been downers. Not not for me, not critique of the show. Those are funny for me, So, but 
Uh, and then I get to go use them on Soda City Riot's podcast. If you if you never knew that, when I go over there, sometimes I talk about the horrible emails I get on this show. That show is not for the weak at ears. Has <laughs> a very different Chad Alexander on that show. It is not safe for work, just because of the language. Um, I um, I have gotten some messages though that have been downers. And I've thought a lot about uh, the season that we're in. And um, I, there's there's something that I, I want to tell you ab- about me during this time of year. Just this, just this year. It's Easter's a funny time. Easter's a funny time because... Uh, everybody's all happy. All your Christian friends wear the Easter dresses. They're all taking pictures. If you live in the Southeast, this happens all the time. Everybody's taking pictures in front of what we call a living cross. That's like they, they put a cross up that's got that green crap on it that you you see in like florist shops. Is that weird stuff that looks like a solid, but you're not exactly sure if it is because as soon as you press it, it like it, it disintegrates. And they stick flower stems in it. There's a name for that. I'm not a florist. I got no freaking clue what it's called. Um. Everybody, every church puts like a huge one of those up and everybody brings flowers from their house and they put it in that church and in, in that cross and it's really pretty it's a really cool idea it symbolizes rebirth and jesus is rising from the dead and his defeat of death and our promise of a new day for us and then we all move forward and everybody wears their pretty dresses and um like their seer sucker suits i can't wear those i'm just not a guy that wears it i don't do bow ties i don't do seer sucker you're never gonna see me in one of those okay um, but it's a thing down here. People really like it. They do it. That's, that's fine. It's their own thing. Live your life. I'm, I'm all right with it. And so they'll do that. And, um, for like the few days of that Easter Sunday through like about Tuesday or Wednesday, all you see is everybody's Easter pictures. And it was a gorgeous day here this past Sunday. So the pictures were flowing. I'm not making fun of that. But I just want you to know that's the social media presence of Easter. For those of you that don't go to church, let me describe to you what the churches generally look like. Flowers freaking everywhere. <clears throat> All the bright Lily Pulitzer dresses that are outside at that uh, at that cross, they're inside now. And it's pouring, lights pouring through the windows. They, lilies everywhere. I'm talking all over the place choirs singing white churches singing black church songs that's how much praise is going on it's a celebration for those of you outside the christian religion it is the day that jesus rose from the dead after everyone thought he was completely dead when they placed him in the tomb what they realized is his life is eternal he came back three days later rolled the stone away ascended into heaven you've probably heard it before now again don't take my uh, temperament here or the, uh, the, 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 the cadence of what I'm doing telling this story as me being disrespectful to it. It's not the point of my story today. I'm just giving you a little bit of a backstory. Yeah, that 2,000-year-old backstory. I'm saying it because most of you think that's what Easter is. That's not Easter for some people. One of the things that um, doing this show since 2015 has brought me 
is a realization that things are very different than I originally thought. Life is... I still disagree with the debate I had with Justin Robert Young at the uh, British Bulldog the time he was here in town. Uh, he he says that Twitter is real life. I say it's the anonymous writing on a bathroom stall. I, I still sit by that, but I, I actually think that it's really what all social media is. We've allowed it to give us an anonymity. Even if our names are signed to it, we, we act in, in a way as if it does. We don't have to speak to someone face-to-face. We don't deal with the challenges of interpersonal communication when they happen right in front of us. And it causes us to, to, to be a little bit different than we really are. I'll give you another way of saying it. It allows for people to be fake. Now, I want to be very careful with that. I'm not saying that everybody who's on social media is fake. I'm just saying it allows for your A-roll to be out there when maybe you're off being an A-hole somewhere else. It, 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 what it does is, it, is it, it allows for all of us to look at somebody and, and immensely get depressed because we see everybody having a better life than, than we do. And that's not new. That's not new. This is something that we've talked about before on the show. You've heard on a a million other podcasts. But I want to give you a challenge that you may not have thought of. Especially for you Christians. Especially for you Southern Christians. That's Easter for a lot of people. It's not your fault. Nor am I saying you should do anything different. I'm just telling you to be aware of it. The real story of Easter is not just Easter Sunday. As a matter of fact, if you get me up on my soapbox, as you have when you've turned this podcast on, I will tell you that one of the things that we do wrong in the Christian faith is we celebrate Easter on Sunday, and we should start celebrating it the Wednesday and Thursday before. There is a whole story that goes along with Easter. We love the celebration. We love all that. We don't talk about Monday, Thursday. We don't talk that much about the last supper unless it's to do with the da vinci code or we're doing communion most christians do not go to a good friday service i ask people what they think of them a lot of churches don't even do them anymore it's a shame let me tell you what a good uh, good friday service is it, it obviously symbolizes the day that jesus was uh uh crucified and in the day he died and they pulled him down from the cross uh and, and they buried him in the tomb and what happens at those services is they're they're very different. Usually in the way that we've seen it in the church I grew up in, which is the United Methodist Church, what will happen is the choir will sing something pretty dang somber. The lights are all out. All the all the candles go out. And at the end of the service, the um, the entire altar is broken down. All the candles are taken away. Everything that's up on the altar, every flower, every every sconce, anything that could be up there, it is bear in some places they even take the altar away the choir gets up and leaves you sit there in silence and in, in, in prayer and thought until it's time for you to leave it is one of the darkest things ever and that's on a friday night and if you do it right i believe you spend saturday like the disciples they heard every word that jesus said they, they lived with him in everything that he did and they sat there thinking it was over. Everything that they would have lived for is done. 
They heard the promises. They got all that. But what they were seeing in front of them was not what they heard was going to happen. Oh, well, it kind of was, but they did not believe it could happen because, well, frankly, it never had. A little extra credit for you uh, Christians. People talk all the time about Thomas, I and mean, we've taken his book of the Bible out. We, we, uh, the, the, the doubting Thomas, I'm not going to believe that Jesus rose until I see the holes in his hands. And then Jesus comes up and says, oh, my gosh, Thomas, you didn't believe in me. And everybody wants to crap on Thomas. This is where we get the story of doubting Thomas from. As if every single dang one of us alive would not have done the same thing. Why do I know this? Because you do it every day. But that is... That's just extra credit for my Christian friends. (laughs) It's a sad time. It's a sad period. It's a a harsh period for people to sit back and, and look at what they think is now their reality. And everything that was promised for them is gone. That spills over to Sunday morning for a lot of people. That just because you're hashtagging he is risen and putting pictures up everywhere, not everybody lives that life. I read a, read a devotional the other day. It ironically came after I went to a, a, uh, like a Bible study that I do with some other folks. My wife and I have been part of this group for, for years and we go over, and it is hosted by a friend of ours who tragically lost her husband nine months ago. Um, I mentioned this briefly on an episode before. Uh, they were standing on the beach, holding hands, watching their kids. Uh, there was a beautiful blue sky, but there was a large cloud off in the distance. And there's a lightning bolt came out of nowhere. Struck him, went through her. She survived, he did not. And we, we have... Um, we have uh, this Bible study over at their house, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching myself, listening to her talk about how Easter is a sense of rebirth for her because what she's found is that while, while his, his time is done, she, she is finding a new way. And a lot of it is what she learned from their relationship together, but still, whether she likes it or not, she does it on her own. It's very, it was very sobering to sit and watch that and listen to that. Listen to another friend of ours in that very, uh, in that very group that's going through uh, a bout of terminal cancer. Some other friends that are dealing with pain from things like divorce, uncertainty in their jobs. There's, there's a lot that goes on for people. The great thing is that we have a group in that uh, in that small group that supports each other and that's and that's great we're part of churches that 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 support those people and that's that's awesome but it doesn't it doesn't take anything away from people and what they're seeing with their own eyes and what they're feeling even even when things aren't going the way they planned I'm surprised over this year, two years, how many people have come forward with 
issues with mental health. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm pretty sure that COVID has done a number on a lot of people, and we have a lot of athletes coming up now, and they're and they're especially young ones. Uh, that are saying that uh, they're going to step away from the game because of mental stress, and a lot of people are applauding them. And then we've we've made that political because we make every damn thing political, um, and people have gotten into that. I, I, I've got I've got two things to say about that. Number one, uh, anybody that needs to kind of watch themselves mentally, it's great that they do it before they have a nervous breakdown. That's fantastic. Number two, don't discount the people that have come before you. I promise you, a lot of them have felt the same way. Mental illness did not like just start. So I'm not saying they're better than you. I'm not saying that somebody should have do, done something different. I'm just saying don't discount that. All right, that's, that's all that aside. I've taught, I've taught about this a little bit on this show. I, I don't really bring up a, a lot about me. Um, when it comes to this kind of stuff, because I find it to be braggadocious sometimes when people do, and this is part of what is I, I've got to deal with. But o- over the past two, three, a few months, I have been fighting with myself, and um, I I have found myself over the past uh, two or three weeks be very angry with myself. And I found myself being a little bit jaded on Easter. Now that I've talked to the people that take the pictures in front of the cross, and now that I've told you what I've told you, I need to speak to those of you that are living through the dark days before Easter. And I need you to hear me. Just because... The trumpet's too loud. Just because the windows are too bright. Just because the dresses and the suits are way too bold for any other day but Easter. It doesn't mean somebody else's joy needs to be smaller just because yours isn't. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. Making the room darker will not make you feel better. Dragging anybody down to try to make yourself feel better is not a single way, it's not in any single way helpful to you. It is only harmful to everyone else. And, and it is also harmful to you. It is a trait and a habit you have to be careful of. But I want to tell you that I completely understand it because it is in our human nature somewhat to find, it's the whole misery loves company. Well, if that's what misery loves, find something that misery hates and hang on to it. A couple years ago, a couple years ago, I was I was in a place that I couldn't believe, and man, I was proud of myself, and I knew it wasn't on the top, but I, I, I could not get over what was what was going on. I was rocking and rolling. Yeah, I had my struggles. I had a couple things here and there. But, man, things were going so well. I worked with people I really liked. Yeah, there were there were problems, but nothing that was really getting me down. I am a good Friday person right now. 
Part of it is some crap that's happened to me. Most of it's how I've dealt with it. The thing about it is, though, that whether you're a Good Friday person or you're an Easter person or whatever season you're in right now, there's a lesson to be learned. I think sometimes we forget that. I have this devotional that I read. And it's a very down-to-earth devotional. It's written by a Super Bowl-winning coach, Tony Dungy, who my wife actually doesn't like. And she's got political reasons for not liking him. It's a whole other thing. If you're not a Tony Dungy fan, if you're a Tony Dungy fan, you won't get that. If you're not a Tony Dungy fan, you know where she's coming from with it. I will tell you this. He writes a hell of a devotional, and it's great. He wrote something the day after I, uh, my wife and I went to that small group. And it was uh, it, it brought up one of my absolute favorite movies, is the the Dead Poet Society. If you've never seen that, sit down and watch it. If your kids are middle school age, they need to watch it, but you need to watch it with them. Not because you need to make sure it's okay with them. You need to hear the message in the movie. Uh, yeah, you, you need to do that for your kids. Um. There's a part of this that I, I really like in this devotional. I want to share it with you now. This is from A Purpose Driven Life. It's a de- daily devotional that, that Tony Dungy does. It says, uh, in one of Nathan's favorite movies, that's his son, Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams plays a boarding school teacher trying desperately to convey one simple concept before his students get too jaded by life. You probably remember the scene. The teacher, Mr. Keating, walks past a row of students in his class and beckons them to follow him into the hallway. Standing before the trophy case, he asks one of the students to read a page from their poetry text. The quote of the poem is, Gather ye rosebuds while you may, old time is still a-flying. And this same flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be dying. That scene builds on an earlier scene where Keating gathered the boys around him in his classroom and he began to fully intend, uh, he began Sorry, he be- and began the fully intended process of unsettling their nerves by making them stop to think about the import of their lives with that statement, quote, the powerful play goes on and each one of us can contribute a verse. What will your your verse be? With that thought floating through the hallways of their minds, the boys stand transfixed, gazing into the faces captured in old photographs of basketball and football teams. Faces now with hollow stares, which once reflected the same hopes and beliefs as theirs, dreams that probably went unfulfilled. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to spend time with people that um, I have learned about um, over the past uh, few months, and maybe over the past year or two that um, that have taken it upon themselves to be bold. Not all of them have completely taken a huge calculated risk, but they've taken some risk. Part of it is in the name of them being happy. Part of it is in the name of them finding what they view as success, whether it's financial or time or family. But one of the things that I think is amazing about that is in, in this time of rebirth, in this time of where we're moving forward, they do have ups and downs of what's going through them. But but here's the thing. They aren't going to die without trying. 
I hate to tell you this, but it's important that I do. Working in and out of hospice for 12 years, I can promise you there are people that die with regrets. And there are people that die with major regrets. Why do I say that? Because if you had the time to contemplate at the end of your life, sure, you've heard the you've heard the phrases before. No one ever died saying, I wish I had worked a little bit more. No one ever died saying, I wish I had stayed at the office later instead of going to my daughter's dance. Yeah, that's true. But man, I hear people die upset that they didn't try. There's, a, there's another uh, secular thing that I love to point to. One of my guilty pleasures is, is Frasier. I love watching Frasier. My wife has now gotten into it, too. We watch it a lot at night. It's a great thing to fall asleep to. When you're married, this is the crap you do. And um, Martin Crane, who plays the father of Frasier and Niles, in one episode, they're up in the mountains somewhere, and, and, and they're, it's a very funny episode. It's very Shakespearean. It's one of those where they're in and out of doors. It looks like a Shakespearean play, and, and, and they, they kind of cop some of that. It's, it's, it's kind of neat. But there's this, there's this moment where Martin says to the crowd that's much younger than him and talking about things that where it's a lot of much ado about nothing, he says to, uh, to them um, something to the effect of, you know, I find that when you get older, it's not the chances you took that you failed at, it's the chances you didn't take. Y'all, I, I feel that. In the name of so many things... I've given myself an out and I've been lazy and I said it was because I was trying to be more normal or more protective. There have been people that I I probably should reach out to to see how they're doing. And over the past six months, I haven't done it. There are people that I should have connected with that I should have grabbed my wife and said, we're going to go out and do this. We're going to make time for this. And I, and I haven't, there have been things for my kids. I should have been to, and I I haven't. There are times I should have listened. There are times I should have shut my mouth. There's times that I should have just heard somebody. There's times I should have spoken up for myself. There's been a lot of times during this Lenten season. I tell you what, I'll, I'll be brave and I'll say this. There's times during this Lenten, Lenten season when I can look at it and I tell you I did the whole damn thing wrong. All of it. All of it. I went into this year. Remember my thing? Beginning of the year about resolutions? I didn't have resolutions. I had four things I was going to focus on. I have screwed every one of them up. That's almost May. I have let myself down three major times over the past two months. You're not the only one. You see, every one of us does this. I was uh, texting with a friend of mine that does podcasts not long ago. 
and his show his show's doing amazing, just amazing, just freaking going nuts. And he's he's someone that gives me some time whenever I need it, and, and I'm trying to get some ideas about promotion from him. Although, by the way, if I like he he says it all the time, he's absolutely floored by the fact that I have all of you listeners listening, even when I don't when I'm not like. <laughs> Like normally, regularly putting out shows, he's like it's the most, it's the highest growing organic uh, audience he's ever seen before in his life, which I don't think is true, but it's a, it's a nice thing to hear him say. So my point in saying that is thank you for for always being here for the show and for sharing it with friends. I I really do appreciate. It. You have no idea how much I appreciate that. But one of the things I was texting him uh, was about how I was upset about a couple of things, and he's like, you know, Chad. Um, People see our shows get big, but they never see the valleys where they drop off. People see and hear us talk about shows that go through the roof, but they never see the ones that we're super proud of that nobody <laughs> nobody likes. And he's right. He's right. It, it is a it, when you look at your own statistics, it is a very <laughs> it is a very humbling thing. It really is. And your life's like that too. My wife, uh, we've talked about the E2M program, the the fitness program that we've joined. My wife has gotten fully into it, and she's done one hell of a job, and she's brought other people into it. And while she's not one of the creators or one of the coaches for this group, she certainly is a community member unlike uh, most people. I would say she's probably in like the 5% uh, of the people, of of the thousands of people in this group. She's probably, if I had to put an actual number on it, like one of like 20, okay? So, so smaller than 5%, who has pulled people in because she wants them to experience a different life. She's not asking them to see the same results that she has. She's not upset if they blow by us with their results. She just wants them to see that there. This is all in while she struggles to get out of bed in the morning because sometimes I want to sleep in too, and she gives me credit for getting us up, and I don't all the time. And she plans our meals out. And she still puts the kids' stuff together. She still goes to work. She still works more hours away from home than I do. And she does all this. And it'd be very easy for her to be a Good Friday person on Easter. But she's not. She's singing the praises. She's cheering in the aisles. (laughs) She's clapping her hands, although she does it offbeat. And she's moving people forward. Whether you're a Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, a Saturday before, Easter is for every single one of us, even though it doesn't always happen on that day. I'm going to tell you one more thing about me. I am as lost as I've ever been. Right now, this moment I'm talking to you. Oh, I've got some great things in my life. Do you hear me just talking about my my wife? You should see my kids. They're fantastic. But I play a role with them, and I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. I play a role at work, and I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I've got uncertainty around me everywhere. And this happens with all of us. And I want to tell you something. When I get out of this again, I will tell you one damn thing that is for certain. If I know anything else, I'll be back in this spot some other time. But I'll have an Easter Sunday as well, like I had two years ago. I have to. I got no other choice. 
I can't stop. I'm not going to stop. Inside every single one of us lives all the human emotions you see other people have. Doubt, fear, anxiety, sadness. And the thing about it is, is, is you look at someone and you think that's a sad person. And the thing I think some people don't realize sometimes is that could very well be you tomorrow. So, yeah, those of you who for the past few days haven't had Easter, that's really who I'm talking to. I'm, I'm sitting there with you. But I want to tell you that as you send in your sad messages, as you sit there and, 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 and sit where you are, and I'm not saying you're not dealing with something hard. I feel for you. I pray for you. I hate it. I hate it. I hate that that's where your life is right now. I wish nobody had to do that, but that's not what this human endeavor ever is going to be. And so I want you to hear from me that I hate it for you. And, I'm, and, I, and I, I want you to know that I sincerely, sincerely cannot wait for you to get out of that. And I'm there too. I am. I'm there. I'm there right now. But don't bring anybody down with you. And don't think for one second that your, your glad day can't come. You can't, you can't have somebody else come and do it for you. You're going to have to do it. Oh, you can turn to people. You certainly can turn to your church. You can turn to the big guy upstairs, all that stuff. And please, by all means, do it. But ask them for the strength because you have to do the work. That's what I'm going to do. I figure, knowing me, Probably a good two to three weeks to pull out of the hole I'm in. Oh, yeah, it's that Oh yeah, it's that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's that bad. Well, I'm not asking for any pity or sorrow or anybody even check up on me. I'm just, I'm just, I want to be open because every year I want to do this show and I shy away from it. And now is the perfect time because my season is now matching with yours. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, life is always going to be this way. And that is okay. Because you see, all those bright colors, all that majestic sound, all that realization of a promise being kept means a lot more when you've been through hell to get there. I'm not saying go out and look for the storms. Go chasing them so you can enjoy the best that life has. And I'm I'm saying that because I want to promise you that the storms will find you. They will. You can't hide from these. But just understand that we celebrate rebirth and life, promise of a new day, whether you're Christian or not. We see it constantly. I've had people in my life that never saw it. I've had people in my life that took drastic measures because they never saw it. I watched them never get out of the Good Friday. I, I watched them never get over the disbelief. 
I've seen them die without understanding that. If you feel like you're at that point, I want you to do me a favor, and I just want you to call somebody. Whether it's a suicide hotline, whether it's a friend, just just call somebody. Somebody you really trust, somebody who will listen, somebody who will be there. Just, just do that. There's a line from uh, a song that I like. Uh, I don't like this song. I actually hate this song. The song gets a little bit too close to home. But um, there's a line at the end of it. Um, they say that Jesus and mental health are just for those who can help themselves. But what good is that when you live on hell on earth? When the very fear that makes you want to die is the very same that keeps you alive. It's just more trouble than some suicide is worth. There are people who live like that. I understand. I know you're there. And I want to tell you that if a young woman of 35 who lost her amazing husband and has to raise her two kids with the village she can find can find a way to lead a group after the first Easter after he's passed, you can move forward to if a lady who is going through terminal cancer, who probably deep down has an idea of how this is going to go, is still going to go and spend time sharing moments with people that she hardly knows. If someone who is hating themselves still finds a way to put themselves around you because they know that you at least bring something to the table. If someone has reached out to you and you haven't called them back, that doesn't mean that no one loves you. It means you're not noticing what's going on. Do not let your altar get emptied. It doesn't have to. You're the one who takes it all off. For those of you that enjoyed Easter, I'm glad you did. I hope you enjoyed it for more than one day. I hope you and your family, if you're going on vacations for spring break, are living it up. I hope everything's great around you. I really hope it is. For those of you that aren't there, I hope you find it. And I know you will. But for those of you who believe that it will never come, and I, I know you, I know you, I know you. I don't care what your eyes and your heart tells you. The guy upstairs promised something different. Life does something different. It always does. It never stops. It always gives back. Maybe in ways we don't understand, but it does. It's kind of a weird feeling. Kind of a weird show. It's perfect. It's exactly what I've been wanting to say for years. If you're going through that hard time, rewind this thing about five minutes and listen to it again. The next few episodes, oh, got some great guests coming up. I might even, a little bit of a teaser, might even have someone, maybe, we're trying to make this happen. 
I might even have someone for my all-time favorite TV show. If this happens, I'm going to try not to fanboy all over this dang thing and actually sound like someone who should sound professional on that. But I'm no professional here. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, if we can't schedule it, I'll tell you who it is. I'll even share some of our messages that have been back and forth. It's, it's, been, it's been wonderful to, to be able to do. Uh, but for the next few weeks, we've got that. I, I want to throw something out. If you're having a hard time, as the few next few weeks go on, do me a favor. Shoot me a message. Let me know when your life took a turn and started getting better. And, and not a, well, when I heard your show. I'm not asking that. Tell me the stories. And, and don't worry. If I talk about them on the air, I'll keep them as vague as I can possibly be. Obviously, no names and crap like that. No idea where, where you're from. I'll even make up names and towns, okay? But I'm curious. Because I want for some of you to have something that you can have on record to come back to. And if you know of anybody that you think has got a great story along with this, point in my way, I'd love to talk to them. Happy Easter. I pray and hope that all of you enjoy the renewal that your life will always bring you. And if you haven't found it yet, keep faith. Yeah, yeah, and the guy upstairs, but not just him, in yourself. There's Easter coming somewhere. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, Send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. So different.